We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high-performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Coachable Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about overcoming self-doubt so that you can learn to trust yourself and develop your self-confidence and self-esteem. This is a topic that I think is so important to talk about because it's one of the biggest things that holds us back when it comes to taking action or creating the lives that we really want to be living. But so many of us are crippled with self-doubt. And I see this all of the time in clients, those that are interested in coaching, in myself, in my friends, and really learning how to work with with the power of my subconscious mind to overcome these limitations and these these thoughts that tell me I'm not good enough and I can't do it and I don't have what it takes is what I really want to teach you guys today because it can unlock the potential and the confidence and just the power to take the action on the goals that you have for yourself. So where does self-doubt come from? Um, I think that's a really good place to start and honestly it comes from a story. It's a story that we tell ourselves and that for many of us, we've been telling ourselves for years. And what's important to recognize is that for a lot of us, we have evidence that this story is true. So I remember a time when I was really young, I was in preschool actually. And, um, my, I was going to a Catholic preschool, which I wasn't Catholic. We had just moved to a new town and that's beside the point. But anyway, the headmaster lady, um, a friend of mine had gone to the library and I asked why I couldn't go to the library. And she said, you're not smart enough. And I was five, four years old, three or four years old at the time. And I remember it distinctly. And that 
my friends, is an example of how a story gets planted in our minds and then it grows. It's a seed that gets planted and we water it with our attention over and over again. And then before we know it, it just becomes this repetitive spiraling thought that just feels so big and overwhelming and seems to control our life. And what's important here is, is recognizing that when we have a story and we have so many different stories about who we are and what we're capable of, um, that get developed for all different types of reasons. But what happens is we start to find evidence that this story is true. And once we get fixated in a thought form, a pattern of thinking of, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I can't do it. We're going to think that we're going to feel self-doubt or lack of confidence. We're not going to, to feel, um, confident in taking the next step or, or doing the thing that has to get done, or maybe even preparing in the way that we need to prepare in order to, uh, maybe do well on a test or, you know, prepare for a meeting that we're going to have. So we sort of set ourselves up for failure. And then we create more evidence that we are not good enough or smart enough to do the thing. And it's just this vicious cycle of self-perpetuating self-doubt that we get caught in and it keeps so many of us stuck. And it's the thing that keeps most of us stuck because it we are afraid to take action. And what we have to recognize is how can I take action despite the fact that I might not yet have evidence for a new story that I'm about to tell, which is that I can do it or that I do have what it takes or I am beautiful. Um, so in this episode, I want to give you some tips for how to overcome your self-doubt. And the first thing I would recommend, this is critical, you must start here, is really, really getting clear on what you want or who you want to be. I have seen self-doubt creep into so many conversations with people from single moms to CEOs and everything in between. Actually, yesterday I was in a... Um, in a discord room with a venture capitalist and we were in a career advice channel and he was asking me for advice, uh, around creating his personal brand. And I was telling him about my experience with, um, growing an audience on TikTok and how transformational it's been for my business and, and all of that. And I was really, you know, encouraging him to get started and how much opportunity is available on TikTok. And even this guy who's a multi, multi-millionaire venture capitalist, who's able to invest in any type of business that he, you know, wants to, is struck in that moment with self-doubt. And he starts to tell me like, oh, you know, I don't know if I could do that because, uh, you know, I would be seen as a phony, right? I don't want people to, what he's really saying is I didn't want people to judge me. That if I'm on TikTok promoting myself or what I was encouraging him to do was establish himself as an expert in his space, that other people would judge him. And 
so often this is one of our biggest blocks to taking action and doing something we've never done before. And it's this fear of rejection or fear of judgment or what are other people going to think? And what we don't recognize is that is we're projecting our fear of judgment onto the world at the same time that it's really us who's judging ourselves. All of the judgment that we have towards people maybe on TikTok that are promoting their brands or their businesses, right? And we think other people are just as judgmental as we are. And so one of the first things we have to do is check our own judgment. Check how, how, like, how often do I not do something because I'm afraid someone else is going to misunderstand me. They're going to laugh at me. They're going to think I'm phony. They're going to think I'm a joke, right? This is this imposter syndrome that we get so caught up in, especially for those who are starting businesses or maybe you're, you know, going into a field that's new, getting a promotion. Um, you know, the thing I say about imposter syndrome is we should all be feeling some level of imposter syndrome because if we're not, we're likely not growing. We're not likely not doing anything new or uh, that's uncomfortable. Growth happens when we are allowing ourselves to stretch and push our edges and our, and our boundaries of what we're comfortable doing. So if we don't feel some level of imposter syndrome, it means likely we're not trying anything new, which is a really scary place to be as well. So recognizing that the judgment, the fear of what other people are going to think is likely a huge obstacle that's in the way. And the anecdote to that is recognizing that no matter what, people are going to judge you. It is part of the human condition to judge and to make up stories. That's all that we're doing is giving meaning to the actions and the behaviors that we and other people do. And we can't avoid judgment. People are either going to judge us in a positive way or a negative way. They're going to judge us for not doing anything or doing something, right? So if we can't escape judgment, why don't we start to focus on all of the things that could go right, all of the ways we could inspire people, all of the ways that what we're doing could be uh, of service and contribution, all the ways that we could succeed, right? I remember when I was first starting out uh, back in 2019, I started listening to a ton of personal development podcasts just like this one and thinking, wow, I wish I could do that. I wish I could have a podcast and interview amazing speakers and, and share my story and inspire thousands of people. That would be what I wanted. And so I didn't re recognize it then, but I, I started to have this image in my mind of who I wanted to be, of the type of person that I wanted to be and the type of thing I wanted to do. And it was then that I, you know, continued to consume the content, but there was a day when I thought, you know, uh, mm, if they can do it, why can't I? Like, if those girls can do it and they're successful with it, why can I do it? Instead of thinking, oh, I wish I could, but I can't, right? Thinking and switching that, that around and saying, if they can, so can I, 
right? The fact that someone else has done it before me shows me that there's a roadmap. There is a formula. There are a few things that I just need to learn that I don't know yet. And so many people think that they have to know it all, have all of the experience, all of the, the planning, all of the knowledge before they can take one step. And that is one of the biggest misconceptions and lies that we can fall privy to. Like you're not intended to know it all. I have no, I had no idea then what it was like to be a podcast host or producer of a show or any, or build an audience or anything like that. But I knew that because other people had done it, that I could figure it out, that I could possibly learn from them by listening to them, by, by paying attention, by getting around people who were doing it. So recognize if someone else has done it, they've blazed a trail for you to follow, right? And you don't have to recreate it on your own. Like you don't have to figure it out for the first time. You're not the first person that's ever going to, you know, create a TikTok or the first person that's ever going to start a podcast or whatever it is that you want to do. You just need to learn from the people who've done it, right? So really get clear on who you want to be or what you want to do. And then notice the story that you're telling yourself. What is that repeating story? It's the I'm not good enough. I can't. It's too hard. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough experience. This is so, so common. People are like, I just need more information. I need more information. I need to get more prepared. No, you don't, right? We need to just be willing to apply the things that we know, to show up with our best, with our best foot forward and notice that that story that you might've been telling yourself is I'm not good enough or why would people listen to me? Or there's so many other influencers out there on TikTok or on Instagram, other coaches. Why would anybody listen to me? Right? That's that voice of self doubt. And we have to catch that. We have to be super mindful of recognizing when that is the voice that is in the driver's seat. Because when it is, we get to either feed that thought and create more thoughts like it, or we can tell a new story. We can tell a new story. And an example of that would be, if they can do it, why can't I? The fact that someone else has done it means I can too, right? That's a different story and perspective it's like taking off the glasses of self-doubt and putting on the ones of, of self-acceptance, self-compassion, and confidence. We can't expect ourselves to be confident in something we've never done before, right? It's natural to be a little like anxious about doing something new. It's the way the brain works. It's meant to keep you in patterns of familiarity and comfort because that's how you survive. So naturally doing something new, is going to propel you into this, this unknown area of feeling a little not like, like you're not equipped to, to do something and that's okay. Recognize that that's part of doing something you've never done before. And if you want results that you've never gotten before, you have to do something you've never done before, period. 
Don't be the person that thinks, oh, I'll just do the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm just going to one day wake up and my life's going to be different. No, ma'am. It's not the way it works. If you want something you've never had before, you've got to do something you've never done before, which is going to require you to get uncomfortable, which is going to require you to do something new, to be a beginner. And naturally, as part of doing that, you might experience some self-doubt or um, imposter syndrome. Like, let's normalize that. Instead of making it mean I can't. If I feel self-doubt, that means I shouldn't do it, right? You can either see that as as something that's going to give you more evidence for why you shouldn't and you should just stay where you are, aka I'm stuck, or you can recognize that that is part of the process of changing. This is why change feels hard for so many people. So getting clear about what you want and who you want to be. Notice the story that's on repeat in your mind, that it's just a thought, it's just a story and you can tell a new one. And then you need to start to visualize how you want it to go. If you're going to be in a meeting, like how do you want that presentation to go? If you're about to get on a sales call, how do you want to show up that highest, best version of you that's getting on the call? And when you think about it, you're like, I'm going to show up with confidence. I'm going to show up with energy. I'm going to be clear on my points and really um, impactful with the, the things that I share and the compelling stories that I tell right? And you visualize how you want that call to go. And naturally you start to feel the feeling of what it would feel like if you actually were living that experience. And that's the formula for manifestation because we don't manifest what we think. We manifest how we feel. So if we're constantly thinking thoughts of self-doubt, then we are naturally going to feel a lack of confidence and thus create experiences that are uh, you know, below the standard of what we were hoping to create. So using the power of visualization to really connect with the, the, the powerful potential that exists, um, in your future of what could be, but you can't visualize something if you don't have a goal, right? You, You can't visualize how the meeting would go if you don't know that you've gotten yourself in a position to have that, that meeting, right? That sales call. So there, there needs to be the clear, like next step of what's the thing I'm scared to do. And then visualize doing it at your best, the way that someone you admire or look up to might do it. And imagine yourself embodying that energy and, and kind of borrowing that person's confidence because what we don't realize is that, that our subconscious mind is not built to think in negatives. A lot of us, if I were to tell you right now, think, uh, don't think about a pink elephant. Just, I don't want you to think about a pink elephant at all. And as I say that, you're thinking of a pink elephant right now, even though I told you not to, Right. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a command and something that's between something I'm telling you to to do or not to do. It doesn't think in negatives. It just receives everything as a command. Do this. So the, the subconscious mind hears, think of a pink elephant. It doesn't hear the don't part. So every time you're thinking thoughts of self-doubt, of, okay, 
Now, don't, don't go in there and don't do it this way. You know, don't fumble over your words. Don't, you know, don't rub anybody the wrong way. What you're telling your subconscious mind is fumble over your words and offend people or whatever it is that you're trying to tell yourself not to do. Don't like your, don't look like you're nervous. Don't act like you don't know what you're talking about. How often we tell that to our kids, right? Don't do this. And what do they want to do? They want to go do the thing. Don't touch the the stove. And there the kid goes and he's like, I want to touch the stove. Because we can't, we don't know the difference. The subconscious mind does not know the difference. It just says go execute. So that's the importance and the power of affirmations and filling your mind with positive thoughts of saying, I can, I am capable, I am beautiful, whatever those affirmations are for you and what you're trying to, you know, achieve or help your, your, yourself to come back to the truth of. Because a lot of this, these are all, we will always find evidence for the story that we're, we believe. And at any point we get to decide that we want to tell a new story. So visualize where you want to go. We need to accept where we are at the same time. Sure, I I know like I want to get to a seven figure business and I have my high like my sets sight on that, like my my eyes set on that. That's that's where I'm headed, but at the same time, I don't want to uh, make where I'm at right now not okay. Actually, where I am is a stepping stone to the next thing. It's it's part of the journey. And recognizing that I'm not supposed to know it all right now. I'm not supposed to know what it's like to be a seven-figure business owner yet because I'm not one yet. So I'm going to have a different level of confidence then, but I am. I can also appreciate and be so grateful for all of the, the things I've learned up until this point. And I can let that be enough. We steal our own joy and our own peace when we refuse to let our best be good enough. Like where I am is okay. And it's, it's a part of helping me get to the next step. I'm not supposed to know it all. You are not supposed to know it all. And thinking that we're supposed to know it all before we take any action is what will keep us stuck for the rest of our lives. Accepting where we are is key in practicing that self-compassion. When you get tempted to look at everybody else on social media and think, well, why does my business not look like that? Or why don't I have clients like that? Or I wish I could have, you know, a body like that. Whatever it is that causes you to go into that comparison uh, mind trap of thinking that you should be further along, recognize that you and whoever that person is that you are comparing yourself to didn't start at the same time. You weren't, you didn't have the same resources. You didn't have the same experience level. So it is, it is not practical or logical to be comparing ourselves to somebody who didn't start out the same time we did. Like, it's not fair for me to compare myself to someone like Lewis House, who has been, uh, you know, running his podcast for so much longer than I, has produced 10 times as many episodes, has so much more experience, right? I could say, oh, I need to be at a different level, or I could be so committed to doing my best 
every single day and putting the most value into the one episode that I am recording right now, right? And letting that be good enough, letting my, my best today be okay and be a stepping stone. The next thing I would tell you guys is get curious about what the worst case scenario would be. Like part of this self-doubt, like a, a big part of why we doubt ourselves is because we don't know ourselves. We can't, you know, confidence, when you look at the root word of confidence, it comes from the word to confide, which means to trust. And a lot of us don't uh, have confidence because we don't trust ourselves. We haven't learned or been taught from a young age that it's okay to do something. It's okay to make a mistake because the world's not going to end. Like we can actually do something and fail and learn something and there's value in that. So we can trust ourselves to take action and to do things. Um, And most of us are so afraid to make a mistake. We're crippled by the fear of not doing it right, that we don't do anything, which is the, the biggest fallacy of all. And so I encourage people to really think about the worst case scenario when thinking about where you want to go. And this was something I played out before I started my business. And I really wanted to become a full-time entrepreneur, start this coaching business, pursue it full-time, but I had no evidence that it would succeed. I had absolutely no, nothing that would tell me I would be successful other than my own mind because I had decided very, very clearly this is what I wanted and this is what I was going to create for myself. But I didn't have evidence for it. I had no clients. I had no coaching program. I had no experience. I had no audience. I had nothing that would say, yes, Tori, you can do it except myself telling myself because I had been very, very clear of this is, I'd made a decision and cut off from any other option. This was where I was headed. But I would play out the worst case scenario. And I would say, Tori, and I do this with my clients, what happens if I quit my corporate job and I, it doesn't work out and I fail, right? I start this business. I try to do the coaching thing and speaking and, and I fail. What's the worst case scenario? And I would play it out. And the worst case scenario, when most people think they are like, when I do this with my clients, most people think that they're going to end up homeless or on drugs or living on the street, right? And we always end up uh, creating much a much bigger deal in our own minds of what the worst case scenario would be until we're asked to say it out loud and actually think through it. Most people haven't thought through it practically. And for me, the worst case scenario would have been, I fail, I'm not able to pay my bills or pay my mortgage at the time, and I have to get another job. I have to go back to a nine to five, which I knew confidently that I could do. Even if it wasn't the same job, I could find another one. And I learned then that I was already living my worst case scenario. So simply by getting curious and playing out, what's the worst thing that could happen? I recognized that I was living that right then. And so all of a sudden it became clear that I had nothing to lose. 
And I had everything to gain by believing in myself, by letting go of any doubt that says you can't do this because I always knew that I could come back and find another job if I needed to. And this goes back to how we identify in terms of if, how we see ourselves. If you constantly see yourself as a failure, right, you're going to create more experiences that tell you that's true. If I see myself as a success, that I'm constantly learning and that failure is just an opportunity to grow, then I'm going to experience more of that. And so playing out that worst case scenario is super helpful. You know, think about it if you're considering leaving a relationship, right? And you're like, I don't know if I should do it. Should I stay? Should I go? Well, let's play out the worst case scenario. Okay, you stay. You stay and in 40 years, you are so miserable. You've wasted 40 years of your life. Maybe you're, you know, your kids resent you. What is the worst case scenario? I don't know. You have to play that out for yourself. But is that worth, you know, is it worth it? Or what's the worst case scenario if you leave, right? That you're alone? That you're alone and maybe that you have, you get to know yourself on a deep, deep emotional level, spiritual level. Is that so bad? Uh, Right? Like helping ourselves through this process of, of really considering what's the worst thing that could happen really gives us clarity on the direction we really want to go, right? And almost gives us permission to actually do the thing. And the last thing I'll say here is outside of acceptance, curiosity, the last thing here is urgency. Recognize that we don't all have time to put, put, our goals and our dreams off. It's easy to think that we have all the time in the world because we forget that um, life's not certain. And especially when you're young and in your 20s, we think we're going to live forever. We're invincible. Nothing's going to stop us. And so we'll say things like, I'll get my, you know, get my life together later. I'll do that thing later. I'll, I'll work on myself later. I'll go to therapy later. I'll work with a coach later. I'll, I'll stop avoiding whatever it is later. And one of the biggest things that I've learned after many of, you know, all of the loss that I've experienced was that I don't have time to waste. I don't have time to waste telling myself stories that, that don't serve me, that keep me stuck, that keep me small, that keep me feeling like, like shit and comparing myself all the time. Like I need to give myself a break, give myself the benefit of the doubt and start to move in the direction of my dreams, my goals today. Cause I don't know if I'll even have a chance to tomorrow and how many people wish that they'd had the courage to do the thing that they wanted that they were were dreaming about thinking about you know really really it's so important to recognize that there's there's limited time and that you've only been given um so much of it and we don't ever know when that's going to run out and it's up to us to decide how we're going to live our lives and use the time and the energy that we've been given. 
And so my, my call and encouragement to you today is to get out of your own way by getting on your own team. Be the person that believes in you and no one else does, because there will come a time when if you're not on your team, like if you're not, if you don't believe in you, no one else will, right? Be the person that is so convinced that you're going to be successful and that you're going to be that amazing parent or leader or boss that you will do anything to make sure that that happens, including getting educated, learning new skills, being a beginner, trying and failing, because all of that's part of the process. And notice that the area in which you doubt yourself the most just shows you what you care about. It shows you what you value. If I doubt myself the most in the area of my body, right, then likely I, I value looks very, very highly. And where, ask yourself, where did that begin? And is that something that I still want to give so much of my attention to or, or making it mean that like how I look today is not enough, not good enough. How are we continuing to repeat the cycle of what was told to us when we were younger? So I hope that you find that this, this is helpful because recognize that at all parts of our journey, no matter how far along you, th you are, or if you feel like you're just getting started, we all struggle with self-doubt. And the more that we can become mindful of the story that we're telling ourselves and learn to redirect that in a way that serves us, the better off we will be. I love you guys. I hope that this has served you. And if you want more where this came from, I highly encourage you to go to my website, www.torygordon.com and check out the Secret to Sustainable Success Masterclass. It's totally free, an hour and a half of training with me. We'll also put the link in the show notes if you want to go grab it so that you can dive in to this topic and more. Until next time, I love you. Go be coachable. Go do something you've never done before. You can. I love you. Bye. You guys, if you love this show, do me a favor. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel called, leave a review. I would love to hear how the show is impacting you. But not only that, be a hero to somebody and share it with somebody in your life that needs to hear it. If you're getting value from it, I can guarantee it that someone else that you know would get value as well. And honestly, I wouldn't be here. If somebody didn't share with me a podcast episode a couple years ago that absolutely changed my life and set me on the course that I am today, and I'm eternally grateful for that person, and you can be that person to someone else. So share it, share the love, because you matter, they matter, and what you have to say matters. So I would love to hear if there's something in this episode that really stands out to you and is a ha aha moment, send me an email to media at torygordon.com. Let me know what it was that stuck out to you. What was your aha moment? Maybe where and around what time in the podcast that really spoke to you because my team and I love to hear that. We love to see and hear exactly what is speaking to your heart and it's 
helps us to serve you better. So please like, subscribe, share. You are helping this podcast continue to grow and get out to larger audiences that can help shape the world and bring more and light, love, and healing to it. So thank you for your contribution, and let's get on to the podcast.